April 24th. Today's reading in the Old Testament will be in the book of Judges, chapter 2, verse 10, through chapter 3, verse 31, where we'll learn about opportunity for training. The older generation failed to teach the younger generation God's truth as... April 24th. Our reading in the New Testament today will take place in the book of Luke, chapter 22, verses 14 through 34. We'll see Satan in the garden. We have seen him in the temple and in the upper room. In today's reading, we will see Satan in the garden. Jesus said to those who had come to arrest him, But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Because he had prayed and was yielded to the Father's will, Jesus was prepared for the arrest, but the disciples were not. If ever the work of Christ appeared to be ruined, it was there in the garden during his arrest. But that was when Jesus was doing his very best in the Father's will. We'll also see Satan in the courts. Satan was in the courtyard to sift Peter, and in the council chamber to lead the astray. His victory over Peter was only temporary. The apostle wept, repented, and was restored. His victory over the religious leaders was complete, for he blinded their eyes to the truth, and they condemned their own Messiah to a terrible, cruel death. And with that, let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. April 24th, Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 34. Then at the proper time, Jesus and the twelve apostles sat down together at the table. Jesus said, I have looked forward to this hour with deep longing, anxious to eat this Passover meal with you before my suffering begins. For I tell you now that I won't eat it again until it comes to fulfillment in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup of wine, and when he had given thanks for it, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves, for I will not drink wine again until the kingdom of God has come. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had thanked God for it, he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper he took another cup of wine and said, This wine is the token of God's new covenant to save you, an agreement sealed with the blood I will pour out for you. But here at this table, sitting among us as a friend, is the man who will betray me. For I, the Son of Man, must die, since it is part of God's plan. But how terrible it will be for my betrayer! Then the disciples began to ask each other which of them would ever do such a thing and they began to argue among themselves as to who would be the greatest in the coming kingdom. Jesus told them, In this world the kings and great men order their people around, and yet they are called friends of the people. But among you, those who are the greatest should take the lowest rank, and the leader should be like a servant. Normally the master sits at the table and is served by his servants, but not here. For I am your servant. You have remained true to me in my time of trial, and just as my Father has granted me a kingdom, I now grant you the right to eat and drink at my table in that kingdom. 
and you will sit on thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to have all of you, to sift you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned to me again, strengthen and build up your brothers. Peter said, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you, and even to die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. The rooster will not crow tomorrow morning until you have denied three times that you even know me. Now, Jesus Christ is God's uniquely born son in that Mary did not know a man sexually, but she was pregnant of the Holy Ghost. Stay with me now. Jesus could not have an earthly father because an earthly father would have given him a sin nature. And if Jesus had had a sin nature, he wouldn't be worthy to die for my sin. So he's uniquely born in that his mother was a virgin with child. And his being the uniquely born only begotten son of God makes him eminently qualified to be my redeemer. Cherubim couldn't do it. Seraphim couldn't do it. Abraham couldn't do it because he lied and said Sarah was his sister. Noah couldn't do it because he got drunk on the eve of reconstruction. David couldn't do it because he took another man's wife to bed and lied about the adultery. Moses couldn't do it because he got tired of God's people. Jacob couldn't do it because he tricked his brother out of his blessing. There had to be a sinless substitute and the only one qualified was Jesus. Now some of y'all look like you're ashamed to call that name. But there's salvation in that name. There's power in that name. There's joy and peace in that name. There's hope and wholeness in that name. There is no other name given among men whereby we must be saved except the name Jesus. I feel like calling it a minute. Jesus early in the morning. Jesus over in the evening. Jesus late in the midnight hour. There's power in that name. Jesus is on the main line. If you need salvation, tell him what you want. Jesus, the righteous son of God. Jesus, Adam's redeemer. Abel's vindicator. Abraham's sacrifice. Noah's ark. Moses push on fire, Joshua's battle axe, Gideon's fleets, Samson's power, David's music, Solomon's wisdom, Jeremiah's bomb in Gilead, Jesus, Mary's baby boy, Matthew's king, 
Mark-suffering servant, Luke's great physician, John's word made flesh, Jesus, distinctive and supernatural capacity, superlative and sovereign majesty, exclusive and spiritual beauty. There's power in the name Jesus. Some of you act like you're still ashamed to call it. That's because you haven't been in trouble yet. Some of you act like you don't know him. That's because you ain't been broke enough yet. Some of you act like you're embarrassed to call him because you ain't been sick enough yet. But there is a name. There is a name. There's a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee must bow every tongue confess his love is glory Today we'll be reading in Psalm chapter 92 verse 1 through chapter 93 verse 5. And here's what's going on there. It is good to thank the Lord for every day He gives you. As the day begins, you can look ahead by faith and praise Him for His loving kindness. As the day ends, you can look back and praise Him for His faithfulness. He's always faithful. It's good to thank the Lord that you're part of what is eternal. Now you cannot understand eternity, but you can have eternal life through faith in Christ. And you can live for what's eternal. It's even good to thank the Lord for old age. In old age, those who live for Christ become fresh, flourishing. They become fruitful and become even more faithful. So instead of complaining, they are praising the Lord and witnessing for Him. Don't live in the past. The famous evangelist D.L. Moody said, It does not pay to get sour as you get old. I pity a man who lives in the past. He lives on stale manna. He gets stunted. Psalm 92, verse 1, through chapter 93, verse 5. A psalm to be sung on the Lord's day, a song. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the Most High, it is good to proclaim your unfailing love in the morning, your faithfulness in the evening, accompanied by the harp and lute and the harmony of the lyre. You thrill me, Lord, with all you have done for me. I sing for joy because of what you have done. O oh Lord, what great miracles you do, and how deep are your thoughts. Only an ignorant person would not know this. Only a fool would not understand it. Although the wicked flourish like weeds, and evildoers blossom with success, there is only eternal destruction ahead of them. But you are exalted in the heavens. You, O Lord, continue forever. Your enemies, Lord, will surely perish. All evildoers will be scattered. But you have made me as strong as a wild bull. How refreshed I am by your power! With my own eyes I have seen the downfall of my enemies. With my own ears, I have heard the defeat of my wicked opponents. 
But the godly will flourish like palm trees, and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon. For they are transplanted into the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare, The Lord is just. He is my rock. There is nothing but goodness in Him. The Lord is King. He is robed in majesty. Indeed, the Lord is robed in majesty and armed with strength. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Your throne, O Lord, has been established from time immemorial. You yourself are from the everlasting past. The mighty oceans have roared, O Lord. The mighty oceans roar like thunder. The mighty oceans roar as they pound the shore. But mightier than the violent raging of the seas, mightier than the breakers on the shore, the Lord above is mightier than these. Your royal decrees cannot be changed. The nature of your reign, O Lord, is holiness forever. Proverbs 14, verses 1 and 2. A wise woman builds her house. A foolish woman tears hers down with her own hands. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Those who take the wrong path despise Him. Mm-hmm.